Hi, everybody. Podcast time again with Bill Owen, yours truly here, ready to talk about the greatest of the big bands. Oh, what a spectacular era that was. Many of you remember it. Many of you have just heard about it and still enjoy it with great recordings were made back then. If we were going to select the biggest, the greatest of the big band leaders, oh, well, we'd have a, a wide selection. That's, that's not an easy chore. But to be uh, subjective about it, I've come up with a name. He was known as the King of Swing, Benny Goodman. Yeah, He brought music and dancing to young people with his then uh, new style of swing. He was a clarinetist himself. He played with Art Castle's orchestra. Castles in the air was their slogan. Then with Ben Pollock before assembling his own group. And that included... At one time, trumpeters Benny, Bunny Berrigan, Ziggy Ellman, the great Harry James, the pianist Jess Stacy. There was Lionel. They're all in Benny Goodman's band. Lionel Hampton on vibes, one of the most famous drummers of all time, if not the most famous. Gene Krupa, and such outstanding vocalists Benny Goodman had: Martha Tilton, Helen Ward, and Peggy Lee. You know, it was a very historic occasion, 1938, January 16th, when his band appeared in the stately Carnegie Hall in New York City, bringing great respect to the still uh, relatively new sound of swing. Yes, he came a long way, Benny Goodman did, from his roots in Chicago. He was the ninth of 12 children born to a very poor family. The great Benny Goodman. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we'll talk about some of the other band leaders, but uh, on the on the top ten list, we finish that up right now. Tommy Dorsey comes in number two. TD, so many hits over the years. The great Glenn Miller, then Duke Ellington and Kay Kaiser. Ellington and Miller, by the way, were the highest paid of all the big bands. Miller from his constant dance dates, and he was in such demand. And Gay Kaiser not only made a lot of movies as a comedy star, but uh, had that regular Wednesday night program on NBC called Gay Kaiser's College of Musical Knowledge. A little musical quiz, lots of fun. And during the course of that, he had visited many military bases. There's Count Basie coming in at number six. Xavier Cougat and his Latin rhythms at seven. Swing and Sway with Ha <laughs> yeah, Sammy Kay. Artie Shaw, another clarinetist, and then Paul Whiteman, one of the pioneers. Well, that's those are the top ten. And uh, there were so many big band remotes in those days. Quite often at 10.30 Central Time, when the news was done, the entertainment shows were over, you, you'd hear announcers saying, uh, from such and such a ballroom in... Uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, or from Chicago, or Los Angeles. And for at least a half hour, you'd hear the, the great big bands doing their remotes or uh, out-of-studio broadcasts. This is the 30s and 40s we're talking about. And uh, the networks used to have permanent broadcasting installations in the ballrooms of, of the major cities. They could easily set up Temporary lines in small clubs, even in smaller cities. And since these originations were from outside the studios, the broadcast came to be known as, we mentioned, band remotes. 
Not unusual late on a Sunday night to be able to tune in to half a dozen band remotes from from many locations. Let's let's try to recreate one of those band remotes. I had the privilege of doing a few in the 1960s in New York when the band era was was pretty much phased out. Uh, typically, a local announcer would be sent out to introduce the program, the band leader, and the musical numbers, and, and you might hear something like this. This is all fictional, of course. From the beautiful Westwood Room of the fabulous Park Sheridan Hotel in downtown Metropolitan Buffalo, New York, it's the danceable rhythms of Claude Hudson and his 21 Gentlemen of Swing. Then you hear the band theme coming up full, and the announcer would say something like, Yes, once again, the Mutual Broadcasting System is proud to bring you a full half hour of music for your listening and dancing pleasure. The happy crowd here is ready for your first number, Claude. What'll it be? And Claude, mythical Claude, I'd say, Well, Bill, here's the lovely Ginny Parsons to ask the musical question, Do you remember me? That's, that's a real song, Do You Remember Me? Well, not all the bands were as obscure as our mythical Claude Hudson, of course. We've already mentioned the King of Swing and Glenn Miller and Kay Kaiser. Uh, the major musical groups of the time were heard frequently from locations such as the Trianon and the Aragon Ballrooms in Chicago, or the Glen Island Casino in New Rochelle, New York, or the Macombo in, in Hollywood. Oh, so many other orchestras. So, so many other orchestras, to name a few. Uh, Blue Baron, the real name was Harry Friedland. There was Charlie Barnett. There was Nat Brandwin, Henry Bussey, Cab Calloway. These bring back any memories to some of you. Carmen Cavallaro, the poet of the piano. There was Russ Colombo, who was also a rival of Bing Crosby's as a crooner in those days. Bob Crosby, of course, Bing Crosby's brother, Bob Crosby's Bobcats, he called them. And uh, Dartega, there was Meyer Davis, Eddie Duchin, how about Shep Fields and his rippling rhythm, Ted Fiorito, Larry Funk, who had the band of a thousand melodies. There was Jan Garber, known as the Idol of the Airlines, Glenn Gray, the Casaloma Orchestra, Johnny Green, Lenny Hayton. Richard Himber, the Studebaker Champions Orchestra. The female leader, Ina Ray Hutton, all-girl band. There was Isham Jones, also a famous composer of the day. Dick Jurgens, Hal Kemp, Wayne King, the Waltz King. What a sweet sound he had. Such danceable music. There was Ted Lewis, who used to say, Is everybody happy? Ted Lewis, wearing a tuxedo and top hat, always appeared just slightly inebriated. Lovable man, Ted Lewis. We have to mention Guy Lombardo, the Royal Canadians, used to say, the sweetest music this side of heaven. Oh, they were they were well known, the Royal Canadians, for their traditional appearances on New Year's Eve. Guy, of course, the most famous member of the musical family, but there were also musicians Victor, Carmen, and Liebert. They often appeared with them, as did their sister, the vocalist Rosemarie Lombardo. There was Vincent Lopez, used to say, Hello, everybody, Lopez speaking. He first debuted back in 1921, and he was usually heard from the Hotel Taft in New York City. Oh, there are more. Jimmy Lunsford, Abe Lyman, Ernie Madriguera, Chico Marx. That's right, that's the Chico. He's actually uh, 
Chico. His real name was Leonard, but Groucho always called him Chico, but most people call him Chico. Used to hear him on band remotes at night. There was Barry McKinley, Vaughn Monroe, a very famous singer. Russ Morgan with music in the Morgan Manor. There was Red Nichols and his Five Pennies. There was Will Osborne, Erno Rappe, Nat Shilkrit, Jack Teagarden, another big one. The Three Sons, instrumental group. Al Nevins on guitar and Morty Nevins on accordion and Artie Dunn on the electric organ. There was Ted Weems. Oh, they're on and on. But what wonderful memories we have going back then. I had the uh, privilege, I mentioned, of doing a, a remote one time, uh, New Year's Eve from Times Square. And I was also at the, uh, at the Hotel Pierre a few times on Fifth Avenue right across from Central Park. Yeah, Times Square. That, <laughs> I had to fight my way to get into the crowd. It was easy to entertain the crowd. Uh, they, they reacted to everything I said. All I had to do was say, Happy New Year, and the crowd break out into applause. No matter what I said, they thought it was witty. <laughs> you know, the era actually ended, uh, you, can, you can narrow it down to 1946, when just about all the remaining big bands folded up after the war. And the last of the big-name bands... After 1946, Les Brown, he kept going for a long time. And then came the, uh, the era of, of the ghost bands, which means the, the band kept its name, such as Tommy Dorsey or Benny Goodman, but a new young leader had taken over. For example, Buddy Morrow, who had his own band, famous for Night Train, uh, he took over the Tommy Dorsey band. Buddy Morrow. Oh, what, what great memories we have of the big band era. Well, we have more memories to share with you at another time. But for now, this is Bill Owen just reminiscing and saying so long, as Lowell Thomas would say, so long until tomorrow. <laughs>